like it strong? Um, yeah, strong is good. Oh my goodness. He never struck me as a religious person. Well, he is now, big time. Did he shave his head? Yeah, he shaved his head. Can we talk about something else, please? Take these chains from my heart and set me free. Hare Krishna. Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. Take these chains from my heart and set me free. These trillions of cells that make up our body relate to the experience of now or relate to the field of energy that we're in, the field of information that we're in. Where does that come from and how does it happen? Welcome to the Urban Guru Cafe. Our guest this week is Isaac Shapiro. When I was 19 I was living in South Africa, studying medicine, no interest at all in consciousness and ended up having an experience of unconditional love that just turned me around completely. It was just like I recognized that uh, what I was experiencing was real and if it was possible to live like that, I wanted to. So I gave up medicine a few days later and just got interested in this love affair with uh, life. And um, when you're passionate about something, then things start to show themselves. And at one point, I ended up going to Lucknow to meet Papaji in 1991. And uh, the first thing he said to me when he met me was, you've already visited most of the different dimensions, and you've come here to finish your job. Then he just said to me, okay, now bring your attention to awareness itself. Somehow it was just so obvious when he said it to me. It was like, yeah, of course. And uh, because I'd been really exploring attention and what its function was and you know how it worked and all that and now we're getting into what interests me I could say like that so in the way that I like to speak about it is like starting from actually what we call life is an experience to us what we call the world the universe everybody everything is actually in this moment uh, an experience to us, not more, not all experience appears in awareness. So, and that it actually includes our bodies because our bodies is actually only an experience to us, which is not the way we normally think of our body. But if we take a moment to stop and just explore, how do we know we even have a body? And an easy way to do that is to close your eyes and just check and see how do you know you have a body? You can see that. You know, you know you have a body because you experience something. So everything is an experience, and that experience is appearing in awareness. If we try and say what awareness is, we run into difficulty because you can't say what it is. You can just say that there is awareness, but you can't say what it is, or it doesn't have a size, it doesn't have any dimension, it doesn't have anything. It's just that in which everything is appearing. And then if you look to see if there's some kind of a boundary between awareness and experience, I have never been able to find one. What we can say is that you could try and say that it doesn't change, and you can say that experience does change, but whether there's a boundary between them, I can't find any. So what we have is this. We can say also experience seems to appear and disappear because you know every day we go to deep sleep and it's gone. And then the third factor is, is that 
there's what we call our attention or the filter or focus through which the experience gets perceived. And what's interesting about our focus of, or our attention is that most of the time it's habitual and it's not something that we usually consider. But if we look at, at the focus, we can see that the focus is what determines our experience, not only of the universe, but also of ourselves. That all belongs to the focus. So what I've noticed is that what can happen is that there can be a recognition that the whole movie, all of life, everything is appearing in awareness. But what happens is the habit of how our filtering happens doesn't get explored. And what ends up happening in that is that there's a knowing, you could say, of that which is beyond the whole thing. But the actual life experience continues to be troublesome. <laughs> so some people seem to stop there. But for me, uh, that was one of the things that happened along the way was there was, you know, my life circumstances are very fortunate, no real big problem. And walking along the beach in Byron one day and um, seeing that there's the knowing of being awareness and everything is fortunate, but yet the actual physical manifestation embodiment was troubled. It was stressed and not easy in itself. So that led me into this other whole investigation. Born a poor young country boy, mother nature's son. Singing songs for everyone. You're listening to the Urban Guru Cafe, Cheryl Crow. Sit beside a mountain stream, see her waters rise. Listen to the prettiest sound of music. What I was saying is that there's the experience of now, which is basically all we have, this moment, this experience, and that experience of now gets filtered through our habit of focus. And our habit of focus is what determines both the sense of the world, the sense of our experience, and the sense of ourselves. 
a certain uh, focus produces a sense of separation of you and me. And when that focus shifts, suddenly there's the experience of, of one field. In my journey, there was the good fortune to have, you know, like good circumstances and the recognition of who I am. But walking along the beach one day in Byron, recognizing that just the physical embodiment was stressed. It wasn't enjoying the only thing I had, which was the experience of now. It was busy with troubling itself. I started looking at that, and what I started to find out uh, was that our habit of, uh, you know, a question I love asking people is, how many of us have automatic unconscious habits? <laughs> and usually everybody laughs, and, uh, and uh, then I say, okay, now just consider for a moment, what percentage of the time do these automatic unconscious habits function? And that brings the recognition that they function, you know, 99% of the time. Mm. <laughs> anyway, a, a high percentage. Mm. And then the, the question is, who's doing it? And usually it takes people a few moments to really consider that, but at some point they recognize that clearly, you know, there's nobody doing it. It's just a, it's a habit. And that it's... Um, the nature of any habit is that we're so used to them that they don't really show up on our screen. We're used to them. We just we don't notice them. We're just used to life being a certain way. And then, you know, the, an interesting question that I ask people sometimes is, how many ideas of reality are there in the room right now? And most people can see that there's, you know, as many as there are people at least. And then I ask, you know, whose sense of reality is the right one? And they, then everybody laughs. They say, mine, of course. But what we can see is that there's filters in place that go on that are taken so for granted that they're not questioned at all. You're listening to the Urban Guru Cafe. This is a young musician from Melbourne. His name is Matt Walters. All I know is one day I'll get back to you and The weight of this world falls from you and me Everything I've seen will count for nothing I started looking at, you know, what's going on with that? How does that happen? You know, um, the way that these trillions of cells that make up our body relate to the experience of now or relate to the field of energy that we're in, the field of information that we're in. Where does that come from and how does it happen? And if I ask you that question, what do you what comes up on your screen? What do you where, where do they come from? You know, how do, how do they happen? Well, they just appear out of emptiness. They just appear out of emptiness from everything that's happened in life up to this point, including your lineage and 
you know, or life that's gone before, so to speak. Well, even that is just a series of concepts that come from memory. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it just appears, you could say, and in that appearance, nobody's doing it. There's no one there, but the habit of attention produces the sense of there being somebody there and the sense of there being something out there, which is interesting. So we can see that... <laughs> it's more than interesting. <laughs> it tells us that there's no one there. Yeah. That's the thing that's such a, a stumbling point, so to speak, for the believed-in entity. Because based on experience, it feels like there's somebody there. So if there's nobody there and that's seen clearly, then there's nothing to do. Yeah, there's nothing to do at all, and there never is anything to do. But <laughs> one thing that's interesting to start to explore and, and recognize is the way that consciousness functions and the way that the nervous system functions. Yeah. You know, in terms of the field of information that we live in, I mean, that includes the galaxies upon galaxies mm. upon galaxies. It's just everything is right here. It's all just a field of information, right? Yeah. And then... There's a habit, you could say, that is nobody's doing, that's showing up. And for most of us, the way we've been enculturated and the way we relate to the experience of now is we haven't been invited to experience this moment as the beloved or as the ultimate love affair. Hmm. So the way most of us live is we kind of um, putting up with what's here until... Maybe it gets better later, or you know, finally we kick the bucket and we don't have to put up with it anymore. Yeah. So that's become a habit, you could say, of where there's not a full savoring of the only thing we have. And as I travel, I see that in almost every culture, that's the way that we live. We just kind of like um, a waiting for a better experience is the best way of putting it, that yeah. organization, yeah. yeah. This is not good enough as it is. I'm waiting for something better. Something better, yeah. So it's interesting to just explore that and notice how that sits in the body. How, and the body is made up of these trillions of cells and just start to explore and see if it's possible, just even slightly, to start enjoying this moment for no reason, just at a cellular level. So, I mean, it's a funny invitation because it's not really a doing. It's just a noticing how the system is organized, which is a function of awareness, and then exploring and seeing if it's possible to use an image of if this moment were you met the most perfect lover that you could ever imagine and everything in you knew that this was totally okay to, to receive this love affair. How would your cells respond to that? And then just see if you could find something of that, some faint perfume of that enjoyment, and um, see what it's like to receive the moment as this kiss, as this, you know, I mean, I like to joke, and I say, this is as God as it gets. It doesn't get more God than this. <laughs> <laughs> so if this is the kiss of God or the kiss of all of existence, you know, how could you, how could your cells, not you, but just your body, be in the flow of this?
this love affair with, with life. I was going to uh, give a quote of Nisra Gadada where, where he says, when I know I'm nothing, that's wisdom. When I know I'm everything, that's love. And between those, my life flows. So now, here we are and we've got everything, which is, we could say, the experience of now or the field of information. Awareness, which is no thing that in which the whole experience is appearing and which is not separate from the experience at all. And then we've got the habits of attention, or the habits of focus that nobody's doing but that show up then as somebody and all that stuff. For me, this exploration of this being a love affair, like in this moment, the savoring or enjoyment of this field, of this right here, right now, and just allowing through noticing where the cells are organized in some form of resistance to the experience of now. Because there's an interesting correlation. You know, the moment there's any resistance to the experience of now, how that shows up is as a sense of everything's not okay. And the moment there's a sense of things not being okay, what happens is our thinking, which is something that's developed, tries to help us and it tries to help us fix what's wrong. And so how our thinking works is in terms of problems and solutions. So our, our thinking or our mind, I use mind just as thinking, will look around for what it is that's wrong. And whatever it is that it decides is wrong, we don't want. And the moment we don't want something, it means we have it. And then in relationship to that, what it perceives to be the problem, it's going to project um, a solution. And whatever the solution is, we want. And whatever we want, we don't have, by definition. And so, when we, whenever life is being looked at through the mind, we have everything we don't want, and we don't have everything we do want, which is called suffering. When there's an enjoying of this moment as the ultimate love affair, what are, you know, what's missing, or what's needed, or what's, is there any reason to search? And there's no you and there's no it, it's just a love affair, love loving itself.
been listening to the Urban Guru Cafe. Our guest this week, Isaac Shapiro. The Urban Guru Cafe is produced in Australia.